Should you design your culture or should you just let it happen organically? That is the question that we will be exploring in this episode. So the big question is this, how do visionary business owners and leaders like us create cultures that attract and motivate our ideal team members without burning them out? How do we create cultures that work exceptionally well for us, our team members, our clients, and our businesses? That's the big question, and this podcast gives you the answers. My name is Mike Jones, and welcome to the Better Happy Business Culture Podcast. So I put a post on LinkedIn not long ago about the fact that I think you should design your culture, otherwise it'll happen organically and that might not go so well, which some people, and rightly so, challenged and said, well, no, design culture is wrong. You should you should have an organic culture. And then lots of people started to comment on this thread. So it's a great conversation to have because all of us, whether we're parents or managers or business owners or leaders or CEOs or heads of departments, if we've got people that we are responsible for, we have the requirement to develop a culture and we're doing it whether we whether we mean to or not so we need to figure out the answer to this question so i've done work with lots of different teams and lots of different businesses and i've had my own businesses as well so um i've seen this happening over and over again and i've got military background as well so i've seen what the culture is like in the military and what the culture is like being like in my own businesses and uh, in different businesses as well. And something that I've come to notice is that if you don't focus on what you want your culture to be and you just let it happen organically, there's a highly, there's a high likelihood that it's not going to be what you want it to be. It's going to develop into something negative. And that's not through malice and it's not for anybody being evil or you being a bad person. It's because humans are complicated emotional beings and if you just let them go about it in the way that they want to go about it it's probably going to turn into a negative so what you've got to do in my opinion is get clear on what you want your culture to be and why and then you've got to put structure and systems in place to make that become a reality so let me explain that to you and what I want to do is just share a story of you of, of why it can go wrong so I do I'm not going to mention any business in particular, but a few businesses that I've worked with over the past couple of years, the culture isn't great, okay? And it's not because the CEO is a bad person. It's not because the management team are bad, are bad people. It's not because anybody sat there going, how can I exploit my staff in the businesses that I've worked with? So why does the culture turn negative? It all comes down to human emotions. And I know this from looking into and talking to and working with in depth of different people within the business. And what happens is, we have different styles of leadership, the people at the top. Now, we might be very goals-focused or we might be very people-focused and or we might be very harmony-focused and or customer-focused. And what happens is that creates challenges. So what I've seen a lot of, I'll start with the, with the, with the leader that's very kind of people-focused and, and, and employee-focused. They want to create a great culture because they care about their employees, of course, right? So what they do is they they, they 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 try not to apply too much pressure on their staff. They worry about their staff. They don't want to challenge them too much. Um, they want them to be happy. And what you've got to remember is humans, because we're emotional, we will, our default setting is to avoid pain. 
and to avoid stress and to avoid challenge. So when you've got somebody that's very employee focused, what happens is they want to look after the employees and they probably neglect the business in, in, in favor of the employees because a business is like a human, right? It's like a thing that needs, needs attention and needs fulfillment. And what the business needs is profits and growth. You know, all businesses need to grow and to grow requires challenge. And if we want to grow, we need to do things differently. And if we want to do things differently, we have to apply challenges and pressure to our, to our employees. But if we really care about our employees, we might step off the gas and, and worry about doing that in case we stress them out. And this is something that's only getting worse because of the messaging we've got around mental health in the busy modern world. You know, we have this kind of general belief now that stress is a bad thing and that you're a bad person if you're exposing your employees or your team or your children to stress and you should do all you can to protect them from it. That's a problem because when we fall into that notion of not applying stress and protecting people from stress, we help them be more comfortable and they're going to push for that, remember, because if you give somebody the choice of do you want to challenge yourself or do you want to just play the safe game they're going to choose the safe game so they're pushing for things to be easier and, and stress-free you're feeling guilty about applying stress to them so what happens is you you don't you don't you you step off the the, the the gas you don't put the pressure on them you don't you don't pursue the challenges that you know you need to pursue to keep your business happy and this ends up in the culture turning bad why does it turn bad because the business stops growing or doesn't grow as well as it should so people don't feel as motivated by that that can create stress because it can create financial issues and it can create customer issues. But also, the staff just end up feeling unfulfilled because we, we tend to avoid challenge because it's hard. But when we're comfortable, although it feels nice in the short term, it actually feels really boring and miserable and unfulfilling in the long term and medium to long term. So this is what I see happening. I see the owners or the leaders and the managers not wanting to put too much pressure on their staff. Um, and then the staff kind of, settling for that because life feels a bit easier but then they kind of all get a bit lost and all get a bit fed up and all get a bit frustrated because nothing really seems to be happening and work's boring another thing that i see happening is we avoid conflict because we don't like it right it's uncomfortable it's all a bit icky and it and it and it, and it brings with it the fear of um, aggression because that's hardwired into our dna so you again if you're a very people-driven leader you might feel uncomfortable with conflict you'd rather avoid it and the reality is most people don't like conflict. They, 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 they find it very scary and intimidating. So when somebody in a team is doing something that somebody else doesn't agree with, people get frustrated, but nobody says anything because it's easier to not say anything than it is to have that little bit of uncomfortable conflict. And that makes us all feel nice in the short term because like, oh, everyone's getting on because there's, there's no conflict and we're not arguing. But that frustration that the person has for the other person doesn't disappear. It's energy, right? Energy doesn't dissipate. So that has to come out. And what happens is it builds up and builds up and builds up and then it comes out and it comes out through gossip, through bitching and through complaining. And this then very quickly deteriorates the quality of the culture because people are frustrated with other people and that's always going to happen. That doesn't mean the team's not good. If people are frustrated with each other, it just means you're a bunch of human beings. Um, but because it's not being shared and um, engaged in, the frustration that the people are feeling isn't being addressed. It's coming out as bitching, as gossip, and, and, and things just go very quickly downhill. So if you want a good culture, you've got to be clear on well, what is it that we want to achieve and, and, and so our vision. And how is it that we want to achieve that? Why are we different to other businesses? What's the things that we're going to do that make us unique? And what are our values? How do we want to behave in the, when, when we are in pursuit of this thing that we're trying to achieve? And once you've done those things, once you've done that, you've got clear on your vision and you've got clear on your mission and you've defined your values, uh, then you can 
put those up everywhere so everybody can see them and we're reminded of them constantly. And what they do is they serve to remind us why we need to make ourselves uncomfortable. They serve to remind us why we need to have the conflict with that person, even though we don't want to because it's uncomfortable. It's If we don't, we're going against our values. Why we need to take on this new challenge that's going to stress everybody out a bit because if we don't, we're not moving towards our vision. And that's the way that you you, you define and create a culture because when you don't do that, we settle for the easy route. We settle for the laziness. We settle for the not pressurizing ourselves. We settle for not challenging Steve or Bob or Sarah when she's done the thing that isn't in line to how we want to be. We settle for letting bad behavior slip because it's all just a little bit easier and a little bit more comfortable. And that does not lead to a good culture. That leads to frustration for everybody. It leads to frustration for the employees, the very people that you're trying to protect. It leads to frustration for the business because the profits start to go down or the results start to go down if you're not a profit-driven organization. It leads to frustration for the customers because things aren't improving. And ultimately, it leads to frustration for the owner or the manager or the leader of the team because they know that a part of their role is to make things grow and to, to bring people together. The unifying thing in a good culture is this healthy relationship with challenge so when we, there's a saying that if you're not growing you're dying but i think in the modern world it's if you're not growing you're unhappy and we, we we've created a world where we can get away with not growing and still survive you know you can think about this on a medical level if we're not growing then medical medicine can keep us alive for longer but we're not very happy and it's the same in a business you know if your business isn't growing it could probably survive for maybe 10 years but it's not going to be enjoyable it's not going to be rewarding um, and I don't just mean financial growth because we all go through times of economic downturn and challenge, but you can still be growing as a team and as your capability and how close-knit you are, even if your profits aren't going up every year. And if you can figure out how to grow in times of challenge, then you're gonna, your business is going to stand the test of time and your, or your team or your organization is going to uh, learn know how to prosper even when times are challenging. So what I'm putting forward here is the argument for creating and defining your culture not just letting it happen if you're a very naturally a very strong leader and you've got a great relationship with conflict and you're naturally a good manager and you're good at unifying people then maybe you can get away with it uh, not defining it because you're just kind of doing it subconsciously but the reality is and this is no insult that most of us aren't that good at those things you know not naturally anyway they're things we need to develop and if we if that's us if we're not that person naturally which most of us aren't we need to define our cultures because if we don't, the our, our emotions and the emotions of the people we work with are actually going to work against us, not for us. So if you are having issues with your culture and you've got frustrations with your team or you think there's things going wrong, first of all, don't beat yourself up. It's really common. You know, if you put a group of people together, uh, there's going to be issues. And then remember that the way that you can change this and address this and make it better is by getting clear on the future state that you want to achieve so doing that strategy work piece if you need some help getting started with your strategy if you're kind of bought into this idea but you're like what does that even mean how do i define my strategy how long does that take is it a thousand pages or 10 pages or one page you can head over to betterhappy.co.uk free downloads and find this strategy planning pack and that will give you a really good high level view of what you need to do and how you can get started on defining your strategy. If you are a bit of a perfectionist, put your hand in the air, my hands in the air. If you're a bit of a perfectionist, you might avoid doing this because you think you can only do it if it's perfect. Done is better than perfect. If you've got a document with a rough vision, a rough uh, mission and a, a general idea of what your values are, uh, if you've got that written down, you are light years ahead of so many teams that are struggling with this culture piece and you will start to see 
rapid improvements in your team and in your culture and in the way you feel about it in a matter of weeks if you get this in place if you want any help with it or you're feeling stuck with it or you're really inspired to do it but you're not sure where to start please do not hesitate to reach out to me or connect with me on social media and just throw your questions at me and I will do all that I can to ensure that you make progress with it we do this lots of different teams and you can do it in a day it's all in your head you know you you know what your strategy is you just maybe don't know how to articulate it or how to condense it into something simple that people can understand so don't tell yourself that you can't do it or that you don't know what it is you do I guarantee you that's why you are where you are we've just got to help you get that into something that's easy to understand and tangible so that you can remember it and your team can remember it and you can hold each other accountable when it's not being upheld remember life teams and businesses are better happy thank you for tuning in to the better happy business culture podcast if you found this episode useful please be sure to share it on social media and connect with me and tag me in that share so that i can see what you are finding useful too many people are unhappy at work whether it's business owners or ceos or managers or team members and that's limiting the impact of our businesses and limiting the enjoyment that we find in life It doesn't need to be that way with the right strategy in place. You can make sure that work is enjoyable for you and your people so it can grow faster. If you want to find out more about that and help us spread that message, please make sure that you head over to betterhappy.co.uk and jump onto our mailing list by subscribing so that we can bring you into our community and keep you up to date with the latest tips, tactics and strategies to make work great for everyone.